Hey y'all, Armand here, coming back at you again with yet another disclaimer. I know, you're probably sick of episodes starting out this way, but I promise this one will be quick. I just wanted to give everyone a heads up and say that the episode you're about to listen to is, for the most part, completely raw and unedited. Long story short, we recorded this one later than usual, and because of my busy work schedule this past week, I didn't really have enough time to edit this episode. And since we delayed our last episode, I didn't want to delay another one twice in a row. So, we present to you our completely uncut conversation on Slumdog Millionaire, filled with all of its flaws, such as long gaps and pauses of silence, random meandering tangents, and us just overall stumbling over our thoughts at times. Despite all these flaws, we hope you enjoy it as we had a pretty fun conversation. Uh, we invited my girlfriend and dear friend of the show, Susan, on, and I think we had a lot of things to say about this movie. So we hope you enjoy it. Let's get on with the episode. The film podcast you are about to listen to contains heavy spoilers. So if you have not seen any of the films we are discussing in this episode, please pause now and go watch before continuing. You have been warned. Where are you going? Just leaving. But where? I have to return some videotapes. Another sisterin, <laughs> another famous famous podcast of um. I'm sorry, I long day at work. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> it's the podcast that you clicked on. Yeah. I'm here. I'm Joe. We also got. I'm Armand, and we also have Susan. Who is a returning guest? 
the uh, third, fourth time. I don't remember. I, I don't, don't remember recall. either. Uh, is it the fourth time? Maybe. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I've been on here before. Yes. And um, thank you for joining us. And today, you know, we're we're talking about slum dogs and millionaires, and slum dog millionaires. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> Get your, uh, I don't know. Get get the, get the get the curry ready. Get your rupees ready. Mm-hmm. Good time. Oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you you kind of surprised me, Joe. You, you mentioned this, you know, when you brought this up as your recommendation. You said you've never seen this before. Uh, yeah, I've never seen this. This was uh the fucking. Oscar craze of that year fucking won eight Oscars. Um, I don't know why, but uh, you know we can get into that. We can debate. I uh, remember my mom really liked it. Oh yeah, a my, lot of uh, white my moms. Aunt loved really it. liked it. So the uh, the conservative mom and the mm-hmm. um, liberal but in a self-centered way and (laughs) i mean self-centered and liberal go go together pretty well i know but (laughs) there's some people who at least have good intentions and want things to be yeah good and nice but might not do it in the best um way yeah but you know so yeah this is uh this is my second time seeing it ever since i was a kid so it was interesting to kind of watch this as an adult since you know i was only 10 years old when this came out and i couldn't really i guess grasp the concepts of the things that were presented here um but I yeah i was 13 how, and i had other things to do but yeah how, how are we <laughs> feeling about this movie um in general real quick susan had you was this your first time seeing this is that what you said yes okay okay gotcha gotcha I'd never seen it. I just knew that a lot of adults liked it when it came out. Mm-hmm, and so it got cool. a bunch of awards. There was a bunch of hubbub around it. Yeah. Now that I've seen it, I have I have thoughts. Okay. Cool, just cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, who wants well, yeah, to start first? Who just want to start first? Um, Joe, you should go first. Yeah, okay. I'd like to see. I want to hear what you think first. Okay, sure, sure. So, I mean, I think I did mention this last time. Part of the reason I chose this film is because um, my favorite movie is Train Spotting, and it's directed by Danny Boyle, and this mm-hmm. movie is also directed by Danny Boyle. Um, there's, for whatever reason, there's actually quite a few Danny Boyle movies that I haven't seen yet and you know he has other movies that are pretty popular um I just I don't know I think part of it is like train spotting was so good and I'm like the other movies are are different you know they're different experiences um I don't want to like go into them expecting like amazement but you know obviously I want to look into his catalog anyways watching this movie I'll say the first thing that's great about it off the bat is uh, and some something that i thought danny boyle did great with train spotting is um just the whole kind of i don't know if you can call it world building but just like you know when you watch the movie it's 
it's uh it brings you in right to to um life of a certain class in india and um you know i like a good i like a movie that really brings you into uh the world i think this one does a good job of that you can kind of um you know this movie is set in uh mumbai right which used to be Mm -hmm. called bombay and then you get to see mm-hmm. how that uh, how that city's kind of grown. It's like the biggest uh, city in India, basically. I don't know if it's the capital. I thought that though. was Delhi. Delhi. Oh, the capital is Delhi. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not the capital, but it has like the most people, basically. Okay. Um. And I mean, yeah, you know, you you definitely get that vibe. You get the vibe is very bustling. Um, of course, there's there's slums, and you know, I mean, I don't know. Of course, I've never gone to India, right? I don't really know yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. But yeah. None of us have. Yeah, you get the idea of like, okay, you know, this is this is India. This is uh, the slums. The whole, I mean, you know, I guess I'll just say it. The, the basis of the movie is like, you got this man, right? His name is Jamal. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, He's on war from Skins. And the guy from The Green Knight. Yeah. Yes. Most recently in The That's Green right. Knight. Dev right. Patel. He was Def also. Patel. Yes. He was also in uh, The Newsroom, if anyone saw that. Um, I don't know about that one. Yeah. It's it's okay. It, I think it's on HBO. It's, you know, it's one of those kind of dramatic, kind of like one hour each episode. You know, it's. Yeah, there's like a that lot kind of, of those. Stuff. Right, right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was good. He was good in it. You know, I think Dev Patel's a little underrated. and um... He is. He's really cute and he's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, I was going on Letterboxd and that was all the praise. They're just like, sh- like, man. I mean, this was kind of like his first big role, right? Right. This was his big this break movie. for sure. For sure. Um, so, I mean, yeah, basically he plays guy named jamal he's like a kind of smart kid but uh he goes on you know basically the indian version of who wants to be a millionaire and um he all the questions kind of tie into like really traumatic yeah. moments in his life if we're just being straight up with yeah um and uh that's how he keeps getting them right but then they're like how are you getting this right you fucker mm-hmm. and um yeah, so a lot How of flashbacks. Yeah, a lot of flashbacks, a lot of, you know, violence, drugs, things like that. Um, a lot of um, going back to, you know, there's a lot of him and his experiences uh, as a kid. And um, hmm. yeah, that's that's the basic uh, plot of the movie. I, okay. <laughs> a rags to riches tale yes truly truly and um i mean okay the best way to say this is i did actually still kind of like the movie you know i was like oh it's you know when when it's not traumatic it's like oh this is kind of cute you know it's like a love story <laughs> thing <something laughs> like that um Cute's a word. <laughs> um, Cute is a word. I, it's just, you know, the whole reason. Excuse me. I don't know why my voice cracked. The whole reason why he goes on. Don't apologize. Uh, um, 
who wants to be a millionaire is is for, for a girl basically and i'm like okay well this is yeah. i didn't expect that <laughs> that's 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 one way to do it right um <laughs> yeah but okay i think <laughs> the easiest way to say this is like this movie is the actors are actually kind of good like the i will say the child actors yeah. right you really like you know mm-hmm. there's yeah there's a lot that they kind of like bring you not every child actor is uh is that great in my opinion yeah. no yeah. a lot of child actors like they're really cute but they act pretty bad right <laughs> but you right. you're not mad at them though right because they're, they're just cute and little yeah so it's just like i couldn't have done any better than that right but, but with this one you really yeah, you they really, actually did a good job they did a good job yeah. you really get the progression that's basically like you know being like a like a really young kid and then like a teenager and then an adult and so you get like kind of those three stages of life um um i don't know how what's i want to praise this movie before i start like uh throwing nitpicks at it is the best way Mm -hmm. to say this so how throw those nitpicks well yeah i think that's why i wanted to pass it off to you first yeah because it's like we we have more negative than positive to say okay okay really that's why we're letting you say it first yeah if there's any more praise to give upon this movie that received so much praise it received uh i mean yeah i kind (laughs) of forgot about yeah how like i knew it was big but i actually forgot that it won so many oscars in Mm -hmm. that time and i think part of it was like you know it was just this when this came out this came out in like 2008 right yeah 2008 Mm -hmm. okay christmas Christmas. 2008 so like the end of 2008 jesus christ can you imagine seeing this because i thought it came out in 2009 because that's when I remembered hearing about it. They, but those, that makes sense. Those though, cheeky bastards, of, let me yeah. tell you, they picked the right, the end of the year, right before Oscars, just oh, so they can, you know, uh-huh. get that just fucking... A, sneak it in. Yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. Um, all right. I, I'm, I'm trying to think what else. It's, it has, I think this, <laughs> oddly enough, I think this movie is also part of the reason why M.I.A., got so big because i think she has two no she got a lot of radio song. play before yeah. okay those were huge songs well i would say paper planes was that made yeah. i would say paper this paper plane still slaps today I yeah agree. no I shout out to mia um she's a legend but i will say it probably this film did at least help spread her music to at least American audiences. Mm-hmm. I think there was still fair. kind of like she, she had already had some notoriety in the UK. Yeah, right. But she moved here to jumpstart her career because she wanted to go international. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. So I, I all this is to say that like I, this movie, you know, really did kind of yeah yeah like like uh, jumpstarts you know few careers right dev patel is still doing stuff i don't really know what mia is doing but she definitely was pretty popular for some time i i know she's a mom and that's about it i don't know anything about what she's doing today 
I mean, look, she dropped plenty of albums after that. Right. Right, right. And Um, her impact is still felt to this day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Really cool lady. So those are the, you know, some of the really nice things to say about this. I will say the the pacing, because of the whole, like, flashbacks of, like, uh, you know, it's, Uh it's not bad it's 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 like decent i was gripped i you know i it wasn't like i was boy it was just okay one other thing about this movie and i mean this is this is not something i expected because the characters and i know i i promise i'm gonna try to stop comparing this to train spotting but the characters <laughs> in train spotting are so like fleshed out you know what i mean and every mm-hmm. everyone just you just it, that's part of like the world building right where you just feel like okay these are characters that you're not even supposed to enjoy that much but you get why they are the way they are uh in this movie you're kind of supposed to be you know on jamal's side you're po- supposed to be on latika's mm-hmm. side right things like that but you don't really learn much about anyone else yeah i mean you kind of learn a little, little bit about salim but um, I, Jamal, the main character who is literally the whole movie is throughout about this man's life. He's he, he's kind of a cuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's just a boy who wants to love Joe. Um, he just wants to love. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah, like the whole <laughs> love story definitely is kind of uh, it, it, one of the more negative aspects, I would oh, say. Because yeah. it's, it's just really, it's, it's, it's a very like done trope, it's very silly. cheesy, just it's, like, it's oh, cheesy. I fell in love right. with you from ever since we were kids. Because you yes. were a girl and you were around. And Basically, though. <laughs> I and didn't it's like... know other girls, so I decided you're my girl. Yeah. That's my girl. And that's it. <laughs> and and even even though what's you know there's a point a couple of years after that where uh-huh. they separate and yeah. Celine makes this disgusting comment where it's just like there's millions of like pussy in this in this city. Mm-hmm. And I was just right. like that's gross, but he has somewhat okay, but of a was point. Was it grosser when he decided um get out of your get out of this room so and I then, can yeah. mm, mm, so yeah. he got literally and metaphorically cucked. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but from, okay, so basically they bust into this brothel because someone just mentioned that she existed on that street Mm -hmm. and that her name was Cherry now. Not, no subtlety at all. And they bust (laughs) on in and, you know, they're looking at all the rooms, their babies crying and... For the small credit of this production, I have seen one documentary on Netflix about sex workers. One bit that was either in, I think it was either Pakistan or India, and the brothels really did look like that and just have random kids just around. But they're just looking room to room, and then they find her, and they're looking through the keyhole, and... Um, Jamal is just looking at her in amazement. She's in this pretty dress. She has lots of jewelry on. She's spinning around. 
And then what was his name? Samil? Salim. Salim. Sorry. Salim pushes him aside and he looks at her and he's like, oh, she's sexy. And it's just like, ugh. And she wasn't doing anything sexual, but she was just dancing for this old man. Just, I don't know. But then after they rescue her, and that was a whole thing, um, Salim just decides he's gonna um, take advantage of her. Yeah, he says, I'm the boss. I'm the big bro. Like, that, I run there was thing. nothing consensual about that. She just went along with it because she didn't want Jamal to get hurt. She's like, well, this is all I'm good for, so I'm just gonna let him do it. And I mean, she doesn't say that explicitly. It's fucking but depressing. It's really it sad, and yeah. you don't—they don't even say how old they are at this point. I'm just assuming they're middle school age. Like, it's very—it made me sad. That was one part that kind of got me. It's just like you're so young, and you already exploit girls and you know boys these days scare the shit out of me but this is supposed to be in like i guess the late 90s because it takes place in 2006 they don't even say how old he's supposed to be i'm just gonna guess 20 years old 1920 so this could have been like in the early 2000s. I don't know. I will also but say just, that was very disturbing that like this boy already has such a has such a proclivity for violence towards his brother and towards women and girls. It's really. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, OK. Uh, one quick point. So they mentioned what that uh, they um, they mentioned that, you know, when they were growing up, it was still called Bombay. And then, you know, when they were adults now, it was Mumbai. And I looked it okay. up. And okay. Bombay got changed to Mumbai in 1995. So, yes, this legit okay. does take place kind of 90s-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's not that I, like, okay. They, they all kind of grew up in the slums, so they all have really, you know insecurities and they, they don't feel like you know uh they feel right like kind of second class and i kind of get that it's just like um, less right like right. they're beneath that i just there's so much there's straight cheddar there's a lot movie. to unpack it's so here. cheesy it's mm-hmm. so no cheesy. it's really hard to take seriously that was my main thing like the whole time i'm like babe i can't take this seriously well, I would say and we were kind of giggling at some parts because of how silly it was. Yeah, I would say the way the drama is like executed in this movie, it kind of feels the like the tilts, it's, the zooms, the slow downs. Oh, well, well, that's that's more of a yeah. like cinematography angle. It's but still I'm talking, silly as hell. I'm talking about like the drama itself. Yeah. It feels like something you'd watch from like daytime, like soap opera shit. Is mm-hmm. something like very that. soap opera exactly? Yeah. Some of it kind of reminded me of novellas, and I know there's not a huge difference, but like no, that's fair because novellas because it's a little bit over the top. Novellas can get can pretty be very over the top, over the top, and really go to dark places, hell. right? Just <laughs> and doing too much. <laughs> I, you know, there was a point watching it, and you know, this isn't like the longest movie, um, no. but there was a point watching it where I was like, okay, is this like? 
is it done yet no no i was <laughs> like is this is this supposed to kind of like you know somewhat uh bring kind of like bollywood ish aesthetics uh, to like it wasn't uh, bollywood enough yeah it could have been more it could have been more bollywood and that's the and that's exactly that's the thing i feel like like, it would have been better if it were they tried to have one foot in one foot out and it just feels Mm kind of weird it's like no it's not enough it needs more it either needs less or more but i would choose more i I think that's my main Mm -hmm. problem with the film at the end of the day is that this would have benefited more from being made by yeah like an actual indian Indian person indian person right as opposed Mm -hmm. to just a white british man yeah who probably doesn't know that much about fucking india and uh at a the uh, end credit scene when they're doing the bollywood dance and it's just i thought they were saying tally ho but then i looked it up and it's jai ho but I really thought they were saying tally ho. And I'm just like, is it because the director's British? No. <laughs> is, is it because of colonialism? <laughs> and yeah, I think, yeah, colonialism yeah. is what sums this movie up to mm-hmm. me at the end Pretty of the day. Pretty much, yeah. Um, you know, I guess since we're already in the negative realm, I can just kind of go all in and just be why I didn't really like this. It's just because, yeah, like I feel like. Uh, a lot of people have used this term to describe this movie. Uh, Joe, are you familiar with the term poverty porn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, I understand exactly. Yeah, as soon as you said like, it, but go on. Yeah, yeah, no, that like that's essentially it. Like it's uh, you know, I mean, em- like you see it with the title, and like they make a huge emphasis on like portraying like look how dirty these slums are in India. And And the worst part is, like, we can watch documentaries, we can watch little clips from TV shows, Mm -hmm. which will mostly be from the BBC, by the way. Yeah. Like, there's no way for us to really know Mm -hmm. unless we go there and live there, because you don't get to see everything in a day. Mm -hmm. But it's like... I like I have heard a lot of really terrible things from women travelers and I can't I really don't know what their ethnic backgrounds are but I know like two out of three of the people I saw were women of color so I know it's not just white women being paranoid but but like dudes will follow you around sometimes like groups of men and that's terrible but it's like india's a big ass country and that can happen here too i've had men follow me around houston like no that's exactly it's like there's no way for us to really know unless you decide you want to spend a significant amount of time there and yeah that's what poverty like a week or more that's what poverty porn does it's like it's like let's take out this let's focus Mm -hmm. on this like just because there's too many perspectives to go on. Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah, and that's yeah, I think that's just my main issue with it at the end of the day. Um I know I was looking more into it and Joe, even if you go on the Wikipedia for Slumdog Millionaire, there's like two articles just that about, are about how Indian people feel. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's one it's like the controversial issues surrounding it and then also like the reaction from india and the whole indian diaspora to this movie and yeah like a lot of like even like other indian actors and directors they're just like 
you know, it's it's a film like that depicts India, but it's not necessarily really about India. Right. There's more to India than slums, and so it's mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. kind of weird, like you say, the poverty porn thing. It feels kind of weird that like they make a point like this is a rags to riches story, but yeah. they spend so much time like yeah like almost you don't see the riches glorifying, exactly almost glorifying you don't see any like of the, the riches. uh yeah like the like kind of living at the lower rung in the caste system even though there's so much so much more to india and you know when they do show like people living well it's just like gangsters it's like mm-hmm, well pretty much well yeah you yeah, see where um what's her name latika latika like um jamal finds latika and she's in this big nice house and she is a mean ugly husband that's all you get to see as far as riches and they're just standing around in the kitchen you know yes and it's a short scene in the movie like it's about five minutes long and then he's gone that's about as much riches as you get to see or him being i guess it was a cab he was being driven around in a cab and a lady was asking him for money, but he didn't even have the money yet. So it's kind of like, like they're tiny glimpses, but you don't really see it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, some of the, the, I don't know, I guess like the, the villains in this movie are so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like cartoon villains. It, like truly cartoonish level like you know they're doing remember when they get um basically captured as kids mm-hmm. right yeah and then and they get driven out to his compound right right and then you know towards the end it's like this guy is secretly making kids blind to get more money you know as they beg and it's mm-hmm. like okay like i i know i'm sure Someone has done that before, but it's like it it gets kind of harder to like. You're just like, why is this? No, I was watching. What is this Doctor Evil ass shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why is he just hurting children? Like, what? And no one can like. I don't know. I feel like someone could have just. You know, like you 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 wake up one day over the head. Well, that was. (laughs) You know, you wake up one day and, you know, a kid begging, he's begging, and the next day he's just blind. And you're like, dang, like, are you okay? And, you, you know, I feel like I feel like it could have easily been tied back to this man if he's, like, has a business of making kids blind. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just yeah. <laughs> When you start to think deeper about, like, a lot of the things that are going on, you're just like, what? That yeah, unreal. It's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. It just and it, he just smells the money and he knows it's an American dollar. <laughs> he knows it's a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, God. look, American yeah. money stinks. <sighs> okay, other money doesn't stink. <laughs> Pretty sure all money stinks. But yeah, uh, no, yeah, it is just astounding to be like, wow, this movie got so much praise. Yes. Like people like fucking love this movie. Yeah. But the thing is, is I feel like not a lot of people have talked about this wow. ever since the, like it came out. Yes, so I'd really love to like confront people who like. Do you like, still do you, like yeah, this Do you movie still stand by it with the twenty twenty two perspective? Yeah, after all that, like all the criticisms that like it received from India itself, like and its depiction. 
And just and other Indian people who aren't from India too. Yeah. Just well, yeah, I actually other came South Asian people. I came across this article um, written by someone on Bustle, and yeah, they're not they're not from India, but like you know, their their family is, and like they're just kind of like like seeing this movie recently kind of like made them unpack like how Hollywood kind of feeds mm-hmm. these like stereotypes. these stereotypes of other right. countries. Like you've seen it with like okay uh, to bring it back to the cinematography the way it like makes like it has like that yellow tinge to like make it feel a little bit more dirty and dusty. It was kind of orange. And yeah, and orange. Right. Yeah. They do that shit like uh, Joe. You ever watch Breaking Bad? Right. Exactly. The scenes where they go to Mexico. And, oh like, my god. The color. They Joe, like he was telling me like it kind of bums me out. Yeah, they make Breaking it so yellow, so yes. yellow and orange to the point where it's just like, okay, this is like this not is ridiculous. At all. Yes, and yes. luckily with Better Call Saul, they've done a better job. It's still there a little bit, but it's not nearly as bad <laughs> as it was in two thousand eight. Okay, <laughs> and yeah, so it's just it just feeds into this narrative of just like yeah, every every other country that isn't. The U.S. is just like this a scary, scary, dirty, dirty shithole. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> it's like also that scene and towards the beginning where their neighborhoods being like ransacked or something. Like people are throwing grenades and hitting people with sticks, and it's just like. Who? Oh yeah! Oh, it was like what? They were attacked. No, yeah, Why? I. I I know why that was okay, and this is like so basically India and uh, Pakistan. There is a uh, you know they have two uh, very different major religions. And, well, yeah, because uh, Pakistan is Muslim and right. India is Hindu. Right, and so they yeah, actually do the have uh, like a really long feud. I'm pretty sure they used to go to war. Um, oh, and the Kashmir Mountains too. Right, but that's and, really far away from Mumbai, and it, it and that's the thing. It's like there is like this, you know. I'm sure still to this day, like a feud, and I'm sure there is some kind of animosity. But it was literally like tr- like on some anime, like JoJo shit, where just like yeah, people from Pakistan just what just like run over the border with sticks, yeah. Like yeah, what is, and it's what? really far. Okay, why did everyone Mumbai have... <laughs> is like in the middle of the country? Like they're really far away from Pakistan. Also, why did why was the only weapon sticks back then? Because like all the <laughs> yeah! all the police are running around with sticks. Had guns oh my god, and other things. And like, that's what I'm saying. 90s. Like, but they, right, but a few people with grenades too. Like they're just throwing fireballs into people's well, homes. And that's what I'm saying. Like it may it even does like. It makes the crime of like per- portraying like India as this barbaric like slum right. wasteland. Like, well, that it's like primitive. Yeah, right. When it's not, it's different from the U.S. and Canada and the U.K. But it's not primitive. They have the same technology we do. Mm-hmm. Yes, they- in every way. Like yes. it's kind of like what? <laughs> yeah, that was really different. <laughs> I, I had a feeling or two. And yeah, and then I guess you know besides, you know all all this stuff in terms of the depiction, like even like just the main story of just like 
all these answers on who wants to be a millionaire just tie back to his life somehow. It's just like, really, dog? Like, every single answer, every single question ties back to your life just conveniently. Like, it's it's a very cheesy... It reminded me of Black Mirror in a way. What? Because it just seems like something you would see in Black Mirror. I guess. I don't know. Ooh, you're invited on a game show and all the questions are about you in some way. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it just seems kind of like I mean, I would be curious. I'd be curious cuz you know, this this the film's based on it's loosely adapted from a book. Right. And the book is actually written by an Indian person, so I would be curious to actually read the book and see how it is. Um right. So, okay. Maybe it, it does a better job. Maybe it does, and um, I also, because, okay, so yes, Danny Boyle is just an English dude, right? Uh, but this movie is co-directed by Loveline Tandon, who is mm-hmm. an Indian woman. Oh, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's in the credits and stuff, too. But you get, of course, based, you know, legit, like, all the stuff we've said so far, you definitely get the vibe of, like, oh, she must have been just, like, co-co-co-directing, because this <laughs> yeah. does not feel mm-hmm. like... This doesn't feel like a love letter to India. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I guess if there's anything anything else to bring up. Um, I mean, you know, once again, with just the villainy, like the, the, uh, the, the fucking host of the show was so weird. Yeah, that was fucking, I, I, I kind of scoffed at the whole, like, like he, I guess he's like mad at him because he thinks Jamal's like stealing his spotlight by getting right. all the questions right. I'm just like, what that the just fuck? Doesn't sound Who cares? Right? Like if that were a real thing, you'd be like, this is great. I'm getting so many. That I'm, would. I'm make, getting so much attention. That would, I'm yes. getting such high ratings. Yeah, that would boost their ratings. Like, and be like, then oh. they make more money. <laughs> and like, there's literally no cons. Like, you just more dollars more happy like what right. and even that that guy like when they arrest jamal like the guy with like the fucking headset he's just like what are you doing like what's going on like mm-hmm. he's like yeah like people are gonna tune in because they're fucking excited this dude's getting all the fucking answers right so right and it's just this all like everyone in this movie is so yeah like strange and like almost yeah goofily self-centered because yeah even when he's getting uh, Jamal, even when Jamal's getting interrogated by the cops, they're just like, mm-hmm. there's no way you understand, you know, the questions. <laughs> and it's just like, maybe you just knew the questions, bro. Like, I don't know. What yeah. are you doing? There's no way a filthy slum dog like you that's uneducated would know this. They're literally oh my God. waterboarding what the man. What if he just knows? Yeah, they're yeah. waterboarding and electrocuting the man. Like, we're going to burn your nipples off if you don't tell us how you got these answers right. How do you know about poetry? Like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't know. So, like, you just think someone who's poor just could not know any poems. Yeah. What? Well, apparently, uh, so the the novel, it was based, because it is based on kind of a real event that happened. This guy named Charles Ingram basically yeah kind of did that gamed infamy for kind of answering like all the questions right and then was found guilty of like cheating so it was kind of oh inspired by that i guess 
Okay. But I don't know. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you know, it's just there's a lot of, like, motivations in this movie, both, like, character-wise and, like, you know, how they choose to portray India and things. And you just like, okay, man. I mean, you know, one other, I promise I'm not trying to just bash it. But one other nitpick is, like, as kids, they're, like, traveling through India on the train. I actually kind of uh-huh. like the train scene. Um, but mm-hmm. at the end of it, they end up at the Taj Mahal. Literally mm-hmm. one of the most recognizable things in the world. And they're like, right. is this a hotel? Like, come. what like, the fuck? Why? Yeah, don't. They already established yeah. Jamal as like kind of a smart kid. And then he doesn't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. So. Oh, and they're also playing paper planes while they're scamming, scamming. white tourists. And it's, well, they're not all yeah, white. Yeah, very on the they're nose. They're not all white. But like, it's just, it's very. It's, yes. I'm just like, I feel like a kid of a certain age would know what the Taj Mahal is if they're from Mumbai. Yes. Well, like this movie subtlety is one of its lacking traits yes no subtlety at all yes and it's like spoon fed directly into your mouth like (laughs) not even that like literally when they get up to the taj mahal and start walking around and shit they're still like i guess this is a hotel like bro like it's not a fucking hotel surely there is signage pool and you know what i'm saying swimming in the pool bro hurt anyone swimming in this pool um so i mean yeah listen i will say the best way to say it is like watching this movie if you can just like go into it with like okay i am not supposed to take this seriously and if you can have Mm -hmm. some kind of fun with that like if you kind of think of it as almost like a comic book movie Mm -hmm. it's probably kind of okay but you know it's it tries to like be serious and dramatic and yeah there there really are some scenes that were like that you know it really did kind of get me i was like oh man like this is you know with the scene with his mom i was like okay you know i, I don't know yeah. what i'd do if i you know if that happened but there is so much goofy shit you have to like get through to get to those moments so mm-hmm. yeah that that's um yeah I don't know. I still kind of liked it. But it is very goofy. That's the best way to explain it. Mm-hmm. What are y'all's thoughts? You know, what, what do you, we can get to final thoughts. So, I want to raise my rating for white men can't jump because <laughs> I wanted to rate um slumdog millionaire five but i'm like wait i rated white men can't jump a five too but i'm gonna raise their rating to a seven damn because at least they're not pretending to be anything they're not it's not supposed to be a really serious movie it's not pretending to be a serious movie it just is what it is um, Slumdog Millionaire is trying really, really hard to be inspirational. 
and mm-hmm. to make the viewer feel good. I mean, it worked. It got all that Oscar praise and all it the white did. moms loved it. Like, yeah, but... They're like, oh boy, don't you feel better that you don't live in the fucking shithole country? <laughs> it feels very disingenuous to me. Yeah. Um, and white men can't jump isn't trying to be disingenuous. It's just like, this is a basketball movie about... Two guys who he's the white guy, he's he's the the white guy guy and the black guy, and they become BFFs. Right, they play basketball, and but this is just like this is a very serious movie about a boy who wants to love. He escapes all odds. He comes out from poverty to be on a game show. And he becomes the slum dog millionaire. Yeah. Like what? So this is a five for me. <laughs> Damn, I might uh, I might go four out of ten honestly, because uh, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but I I will say the fucking cinematography, the 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 Dutch angles, and the fucking like a lot of color. Dutch angles. Yeah, like the the coloring, and then not only that, like the those moments, those weird moments where they like do this kind of like slow mo, where they like slow down like the, the frame rate. <laughs> the other fr- it just <laughs> does not feet. look good. It does oh not god. look good. I like, forgot. Oh my god, I'm sorry. It, it was comical at <sighs> least, and then at the very worst, it was very nauseating, and it just like. Anytime that happened, it just, it, it kind of frustrated me. I'm just like, dog, please, like, <laughs> this is giving me a headache. This is making me nauseous. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm all about experimentation when it comes to cinematography, but it just, it, it was not working for me, man. Like, just, yeah, the weird. Because I feel like those times where they do slow it down, they also change the colors, and I feel like it's, the colors they are do. just like the, the tint is like just way too bright. It's just turned up to the max, and it's just like, oh my god! Like, so there's some excessive style stylistic choices going on here that uh, I don't really vibe with. So, okay. And then also all that I mentioned earlier, the poverty porn shit. Like, yeah. So at the end of the day, I, there's there's worse movies I've seen, but I definitely probably wouldn't return. Can I to add this. one more thing? Yeah. You know, I'm going to lower my rating to a four because any movie I see that uses a girl or woman as like a turning point in the story without Mm -hmm. giving her a voice of her own deserves a four. And yeah, she really is the only like Uh woman character in the movie. And she Hardly says a thing. She smiles. She says, I love you, Jamal. And, like, you know, the, that sucks. A lot. Um, so, a four out of ten. Excuse me. All right, Joe. Well, okay. how, how are you feeling? I mean, yeah, it's, and that's the thing. Obviously, I went into this. I was like, this was a, this was a big deal, right? Big deal movies. This is Danny, uh fucking yep that guy and um <laughs> i was like maybe i'll really enjoy it and i i i don't you know like really coming out and like thinking about this you're like 
why why was this given that much praise you know what i mean like it wasn't they try to make it uh the movie you know it really tries to set itself up like this epic right Mm -hmm. like this is this is like uh um you know this is like a gilgamesh and and the the fucking the journey is all about yeah coming out of this okay and another thing that really kind of bothers me of course as susan mentioned this movie does not pass the Bechdel test at all. But another thing that really bothers me... Most movies don't. Most movies don't. That, yeah. That really bothers me. So the whole movie what? is setting up, you know, like, okay, he's getting out of the slums. And this being on this game show is his way of, like, getting out of the slums. But he actually has a job. You know, he has, like, a decent job. <laughs> yeah. He's dressing kind of nicely now. Like, what? Ugh. He dresses normal. He looks clean and fed, and it's Let's get out of the yeah. terrible Indian country. Oh my god! It's just I guess. so. I we don't even see what happens, so we don't know. Yes, there's also like okay, in the scene where they're scamming, you know, tourists that come to the Taj Mahal. They just make up stories, and yeah, everybody is like, oh. I guess you're right. You know, you're Indian. You must be right. And, like... I read in the brochure that that's not true. I was like, the, the brochure's lying! And, and they're like, okay. Right, and they just, like... Okay, thanks, kid. There is literally a scene where, you know, he's scamming this couple, and they're fucking, um... You know, there's the other group of scoundrels basically, like, just ransacks the whole car, right? Like, puts the shit on concrete blocks. You're like, how the fuck? Yeah. You know, how are they that strong? But um, they come they're back. Strong little boys. The tourists come back. And they're like, damn, you're part. You're, like, with those kids that just, like, took all of our shit. We'll still give you money. And it's like, What? Like, well, does doesn't the wife whispers like we'll handle this the American way? And like, just, what does that mean? Do you know? Like, okay, so, there's so what's many. Even bizarre... funnier is that, like, this guy's looking at India through a colonizer's eye, but he's still like mm. these these stupid Americans doing it the American way, and it's just like the British way is not really any better, but. Okay. That's just something I just realized. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe Danny yeah. Boyle does feel a certain way. We learned it from them. So, I mean, okay. With all that being said, um, I really, you know, yeah. I was like a little, like, I still kind of enjoyed this. And, I, you know, when a movie is just passes a certain level of goofiness, it's like, all right, this is just kind of yeah. absurd and kind of funny now yeah but, um but yeah i was a little disappointed because i you know i just i don't know i know that um this was also based on a book i i can't think off the top of my head who like wrote this movie i don't think danny boyle writes his own um you know screenplays it, it just the writing is so weird and yeah, the portrayals are weird. <laughs> Some of the cinematography. Oh, you made me laugh with the yeah, the shutter speed thing. It's yeah. really weird. It's it's literally like a lot of this movie is like okay to look at, but then there are certain points where it feels like when you go 
to like oh the best way to say it is like when you go to like a fucking i don't know a sam's club or something and you go to the tv section and you can just tell that <laughs> none of the tvs are calibrated that's what it feels like when you see certain scenes in this yeah. movie and you're like why is this in here this is so weird and the ending this movie is so like <laughs> sad and traumatic and in the ending they're just dancing and it's so like pick a side you know yeah. like you can be okay but you know what another movie does you know another movie that does that what inland empire that is true oh. you see a movie of pain and then it ends with a fun, funky dance number. Yeah. Dance and lip sync for your life number. Yeah. I mean, like, I get it. It was just like, hey, like, let's try to connect this to Bollywood somehow. But right. like I said, this would have been much better if it was a Bollywood movie because yes. Bollywood movies, uh, they're, they're amazing. They're they spectacular. They really are, yes. True so, popcorn movies. I would say... I would say after this, like if you're really looking for some some true Indian cinema, then yeah, just, just dive deep into the Bollywood rabbit hole. Yes. And yeah, I think that's essentially what Danny Boyle did. He was just like, I'm gonna make this presentable to all the vanilla old white mm-hmm. people that that can't handle that. <laughs> um yeah. so, that way it doesn't challenge their worldview too something much. Something that will make the white moms happy yeah i mean right. case in point like g- fucking green book remember green book <laughs> that also you know who also loves green book your mom my mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my mom uh, there, yeah. there's, there's the term yeah. oscar bait for a reason yes. that's because the oscars are made up of old ass white people <laughs> yes exactly this this feels like a movie that was made to appease aunts and uncles and uh -hmm. i mean i was you know i don't know i guess i was gonna be like six i might even give it 5.5 i don't know it just feels like it feels like i feel like anything above a five is too generous for what it is it's not unwatchable but it's it's not yeah it's very problematic (laughs) it's just yeah so bizarre and it feels like it feels like uh like uh you know one of those things where it's like like if Danny Boyle was like a student you'd be like you're better than this Danny like <laughs> why did you make this this way you know I mean Danny Boyle's filmography is weird Joe you know the last film he made was fucking yesterday yesterday that's right and you know oh. who else loves that movie yeah white mom my mom yeah. uh, so he has now. this weird dichotomy where he'll make these like dark ass movies and then also make these like fucking yeah like movies that like every old white parent will love <laughs> it's fucking what weird. if the Beatles didn't exist yeah. No Beatles. Fuck you, Danny. No the Beatles <laughs> in the world. No uh, Beatles. It's just so like Okay. And uh, you know another movie, I don't know I don't know why. I just thought about it. But another movie that does the whole like what if this the fucking the Ricky Gervais movie, The Invention of Lying. I never <laughs> saw it. But it's so like It's not it's, possible. Is the absence of something, should that be a plot? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 
why are we making movies about that you know okay like, but like humans by nature can be so manipulative and scheming that it's like how could lying not exist then we just we wouldn't be human would we <laughs> because part of being human is deception damn in every culture like maybe not every but most the bigger ones you put yeah. on a kind of face towards society. That's it doesn't true. seem possible for us as a species to not lie <laughs> a little bit. You know, it's just what? And like I this said, is what we do. I have wow. not seen That's that what movie. People do. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm. Am I lying? That's the deepest take on on this Ricky Gervais movie that none of us have ever seen. <laughs> it means I'm smarter than Ricky Gervais, <laughs> which is a low bar. Like. He's, I'm not that smart, neither is he, but I'm smarter than him. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's but yeah. okay. We all got kind of passionate. It's okay. Time. He kind of sucks. I mean, listen, Joe, <laughs> I, I'm so glad that you recommended this because, you know, it was an interesting watch as an adult compared to when I saw it as a kid and I didn't really understand you know everything. Like, when I saw it as a kid, I was just like, oh, okay, like, this is a, it's a crazy movie, so it's you know, like you said, I think if you just kind of turn your brain off a bit and don't take it too seriously, you can enjoy kind of the absurdity that is this movie. Right. But other than that, yeah, like, as I mentioned, the fucking stylistic choices with the cinematography make it very unpleasant for me. So I will probably never return <laughs> for this. <laughs> okay. Maybe if like I I don't need to see this movie again. Maybe if I was like really drunk at like a get together or something, and someone like just put it. Or on. if you just went to a random party, someone invited you to, and it's just on. <laughs> I just be, dog I would just really be curious to like if there's like any listeners, any Indian listeners, or if you know there aren't. Maybe one. Uh, you never know. Maybe you never one. Know. Yeah, please reach out if you or if you are in contact with anyone that is Indian and they have thoughts about this film, uh, let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. But yeah, I think that pretty much is all our thoughts on this movie, right? Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Um, You know, of course, judge it for yourself. Uh, It's just, it didn't deserve that many Oscars. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. (laughs) is fine uh the only praise i'll give it is like you know good music and that's about it can we move on to the northman the northman (laughs) yeah so uh i know we talked about the northman last time i quickly gave a review um but joe did not uh watch it yet but me and susan have we've all watched it now yeah i think it deserves a deeper discussion so I guess how are you feeling, Joe? How are you feeling about this new Robert Eggers, his third film? I I actually wasn't that into it. I'm sorry. Like I don't I don't no, know. No, no, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, it was just like there was a lot I, I appreciated that uh and I you know, mm-hmm. I think I read some things where he uh Robert Eggers and uh, you know, some of the crew he worked with really took the time to understand like yeah, like uh, history and Vikings, and yeah, uh, put that into the movie. But like, once again, it's it's almost like a similar thing 
with Slumdog Millionaire in that mm. it takes itself so seriously, but one of the first scenes in the movie has a legit like canned fart sound. <laughs> and yes. like that was if you follow Robert Eggers, he loves farts, so that was a little He does like, not he's a farts. goofy, dirty boy. <laughs> and it was just like all right. <laughs> and then there's you know, there's there's some really good moments, but there's just it it it's a little yeah, it's a little cheesy. That's the best way to say it. And that's not something I kind of expected from a Robert mm-hmm. Eggers movie. But I guess it was a yeah. purposeful choice on his part. No, yeah, like it's definitely my least favorite out of his three, but that isn't to say it's bad. Like I still like got something out of it. Okay. It's just I personally prefer the lighthouse and I'd have to I've been wanting to rewatch the witch just to see. We should rewatch the witch just for fun. Yeah, cuz it's been a while. It's such a good movie. I'd really like to kind of see where it would rank. And the, it's fun. Yeah. But, it's fun and disturbing. Well, I guess, how did you feel about the Northman, Susan, since I got all my thoughts out last episode? Well, I have different thoughts. I think I think it was good, but not great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It was interesting to watch. It had a really beautiful aesthetic. It really, yeah. like, like uh, artfully... It's a beautiful film. Yeah. It really is. It's it's a work of art. But I didn't know that Hamlet was based on the legend of Amleth. And I remember hearing the boy say his name. And I'm like, did he say Hamlet? His name is Hamlet? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's Hamlet. But it, it's a tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know. And, and the way the boy acted his part playing Amleth, it kind of gave me, like, 80s adventure boy vibes. (laughs) Like, he's a really excited, sprightly young boy, and then suddenly he sees his whole world get taken away from them. And, you know, when you're a child, you don't see things the same way you do as an adult. Like... Even if things are really, really bad, you still see it with a silver lining. Mm-hmm. Everything's a little bit rosier just because you're a child. Yeah. But, um, you know, because he was a child when all these traumatic events took hold, um, he didn't get to process them with an adult mind until it was too late. So, you know... You see his mom get carried away and it looks like she's like screaming and trying to wriggle free. But when he sees his mom later, she says, no, I was overjoyed. I was so glad he took me. And she shows him the scar, the same branding he got, you know, pretending to be a slave, that she was her father's slave that he took as his wife. And, you know, I thought that was kind of cool, but for the rest of the film, I kind of just felt like it was more aesthetic over story. Like, I love seeing Bjork be the witch, 
Bjork is amazing in everything she does. I love Bjork. But if there were more Bjork and Willem Dafoe, I feel like this movie would be like 30% better because I love Bjork and Willem Dafoe. Um, What else did I want to say? I don't know. I feel like Anya Taylor Joy did a good job. Yeah, everyone so did, did a good job. Yeah, everyone did a good job. <clears throat> it's just I wish it were I wish it was just more. And I know if Robert Eggers had more creative reign because he had so many people pitching yeah. in for this movie that they wanted it to right. be more accessible for yeah you know people who aren't as interested in obscure film and art yeah to make it more accessible for the average joe yeah but i feel like it could have been so much more if he could have put more of his authentic Mm -hmm. creative juices because he makes crazy stories he would have added extra twists in there i know he would have he would have made it more dark and more disturbing but Uh, didn't yeah um, you didn't get to. Yeah, so yeah, as I mentioned last episode, this is essentially like his first kind of big studio film where he had a little bit more money to work with. And yeah, there was a lot more meddling from the studio he worked with because his previous films were released by A24. Mm-hmm. You know, very small budget and pretty much they just let him do his thing. But now since, yeah, you're getting all these bigger actors involved and other people um, involved in terms of just uh behind the scenes yeah yeah um i feel like you know i i still got something out of it so that's why i can't really say that like like i was like disappointed or something i just yeah like style wise i wasn't as drawn in yeah to compared to his other films but um as i kind of alluded to last episode i really feel like it's you know it's kind of breaking down this like toxic like family pride shit because like he gets fed mm-hmm. that from his dad where it's just like i want you to avenge Macho. me uh, i want you to like fight uh, fight for your bloodline murder <laughs> i want <laughs> i want you to fight for your bloodline even after like i'm dead like just this whole vengeance thing like he gets so like he even says like his heart is just built on like anger and vengeance well, he, he laments over I'll, I'll, uh, I'll uh, avenge you, father. I'll save you, mother. I'll blank you, blank, blank. I see, yeah. like it's not memorable enough. Like if it if it were a true, a hundred percent Eggers film, it would have been. It would have really hit you. I mean, I still think it's a f- his film at the end of the day. You know, even if there were, even if there were some, you know. Even if he didn't have complete 100% say in the final cut. The Witch is a feminist film. Um, He didn't have to make it that good, but he did. And we should see The Lighthouse again. (laughs) He loves The Lighthouse. I think we all love The Lighthouse. It's so uh, fucking good. Yeah. It is, but it's disturbing it's scary i mean that's why i like it it's but really uh, fucking scary <clears throat> no like i really in do in a visceral way in terms of this movie i really do like the kind of false ending that they give at the end where he's like about to essentially just go separate ways with anya taylor joy 
And she's just kind of like, yeah, like you should just abandon all of this dark past and like start just anew. Just have a family with me. And he's, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, totally to me, it's just, to me, I feel like that was like clearly like pointing out like, yeah, like just like see, see how stupid and pointless it is to die on this hill well, in I terms mean, of that's agent the moral vengeance. of the story is that revenge is stupid. It's yeah. a waste of time. Yeah. Right. The and best revenge you can give is just living your life. Yeah. Yeah. And like even she pointed out too, like he was just like the dude got exiled to Iceland. Like so even so if we leave, he can't chase after us. Like Also, he would have a powerful witch as a wife. His life would be great. Yeah. But no, he wanted to be a big macho boy. Yeah. So no, I, I, I totally get why people aren't feeling this. Yeah. And um yeah, it's definitely my least favorite, but I still think there was some good to come out of it. See, I think this should be a solid seven. No, maybe an eight. No, yeah, I'm I'm sticking. I'm giving an eight. I'm sticking with the seven. Yeah, what we'll would you what would you rate it, Joe? Um, I mean, I'll do it like a six and a half. But I mean, yeah, it was just I don't know. I was like, it's this kind of tropey and then yeah there's yeah some lines are like yeah like i'm i have to uh, avenge my father and save my mother i don't know it's like okay all right like man, man you're like 12 um <laughs> you're a 12 year old also yeah it was it was kind of weird the um of course yeah i did want more weirdness out of a robert eggers movie but it was also kind of weird that like this movie had a lot of really good talent you know, like I, I think mm-hmm. just about every actor in here. Awesome is actors. Like, Everyone yeah. did a great job. Right. Really. And I just like you. I just I, 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 I would have loved to see a little bit more. It was kind of cool. When, you know, when he uh, you mentioned Susan, when um, he goes back and like finds his mom. And then, yeah, it's like that big kind of like, you know, basically like a twist. And um, yeah, like he saw it. Oh, and the, the part where she says. That she wanted him killed, yeah. and he didn't get killed. He cut the guy's nose off and ran off. Right, but I, I mean, yeah, that was a kind of that that scene. It kind of got that kind of hurt. Yes, like, no. Your was... mom tells you that she wanted you. That's worse than saying she wanted you aborted. She wanted you killed when you were yeah. alive. You had a personality. You know what's going on. Like for you to suffer. Like, that's scary. And then she also does that creepy shit where she tries to kiss him, too. Yeah. She's like, oh, you want to fuck your mommy? Like, it kind of gave off that energy. No, it kind of did, babe. Well, I think she was was doing that to, like, kind of... A little bit Oedipus-y. Let let his guard down. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Nicole Kidman's acting in that scene was really good. And she really sold, yeah, like, all Mm of that. But there wasn't... I think she did the best out of everyone probably so it's just in my opinion there was a lot everyone of, did good uh, i think she did best there were a lot of great actors and actresses but there wasn't really a lot of moments for them to really shine like that i, I guess and that's, that's maybe if there were a little bit more anya you know even the pretty popular skinny blonde white actresses they still get less attention than the dudes do what Mm-hmm. just a little bit more like if we just got a little bit more Anya like 
a little bit more out of her backstory if we get to like see her get into her magic because that's a big part of her character is that she's a witch get to see her do more witch things but that would upset the christians they would have hated that um they i mean they'd hate knowing that she's a witch at all but you know if you're really into history regardless of your religion you'll be like oh it's because of the culture and the time like christianity it existed but it wasn't everywhere it wasn't what it is now it wasn't an empire you know this is in like roman times you know i really like the scene with uh the valkyrie going to valhalla i thought that was pretty sick but i want to see more of her she looks so cool and i looked it up um you know how her teeth kind of look like braces? Mm-hmm. They're not braces. They're tooth tattoos. So apparently warriors back in those days, so I guess like the 900s, would um, scratch into their teeth um, like horizontal lines and put set. Or resin in them to make them look black or brown. So it kind of looked like braces. Normally men would do it, but because they wanted the Valkyrie to not give such a sexualized depiction of women... Because they were saying, like, when you look up Valkyrie on Google, they're all wearing, like, chainmail bikinis and looked all glammed up. And we didn't want to do that. We wanted to make her look like a warrior. And that's why they went where they did with her aesthetic. And I thought that was cool. So they definitely did their homework with trying to make it authentic. Well, yeah, that's they, Robert they Eggers. He's a, yeah. his, he's a history buff. Mm-hmm. That's all his films well, have been. Well, they, they're all period pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my yeah question now is, uh, I hope he goes in, because, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't do so well at the box office, so I just hope that he doesn't have too much trouble getting his next project out there after this. Right, no, I, I definitely still want to support the my guy, the dude. I, I think, you know, there's probably a lot of great, uh, probably going to be, you know, let's be honest, more period piece uh, movies yeah. that he's uh, going to make. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. It, it makes me interested to see what he'll do next. Yeah. We'll just have to wait and you see. Know. I know he wanted to do a Nosferatu movie at some point. I think that got... Would think, it be like a 1920s style? I don't know. I think it got. I think it got scrapped though. So it probably so. did. But all the best movies get scrapped. So yeah, we'll never get uh, yeah. David Lynch's uh, Ronnie Rocket. I know mm. that would have been so fun, but had he he showed his new project at Cannes. No, he didn't. He didn't have any new project at Cannes. That was a hoax. <laughs> It was an internet hoax. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm very upset. I, we've um, been over this. This happened when I... <laughs> I'm sick of these hoaxes. Are we getting a new King of the Hill or not? Are we getting a new Beavis uh, and Butthead I, or not? I, I, I don't... Are I, we getting a goddamn um, I, David Lynch project? You're getting old. Do something before you die. 
you're an old man. You know, maybe he just wants to chill, but it's not enough for me. I need more. Uh, I'll give him my money. He gave us the return, which is like 18 hours long. So I know. I know you tell me this, but I want more. Stop being spoiled. You're spoiled. I'm a spoiled hoe. I'm a spoiled bitch. I'm sorry. I'm not a hoe. Right. I think I'd be a bad hoe. All right. I'm sorry, Don't be Joe. mean to me. She's had some, Joe, where, some hey, drinks. Joe, where... Hey. 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 Joe, where are you? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm at home. <laughs> You're not saying anything. <laughs> because this is amazing. I don't need to say anything. Wait, you think I'm amazing? You know, you just you went don't. from... Let me tell you what you just did. You just went <laughs> What from did I do? Talking about the, the deep history of uh, the Northmen. To calling yourself a hoe. I'm not and, a hoe, um, though. I'm just a, a And I'm... Bitch. Listen. I'm a I'm, bitch and a slut. I'm not going to call you any of those things. But uh, <laughs> the fact that you got there so quickly, it's like, I, you know, I'm not going to get in the way of that. Do you know why, Joe? <laughs> it's because I have ADHD and I have autism. And you're also kind of drunk. Shut. <laughs> I mean, He's mean to me. That's fine. It's Can't just you like... see? Armand's a bully. Uh, He's the meanest boyfriend in the whole world. Goddamn. You're not the meanest boyfriend in the world. Okay. We should you're try the to. the meanest boyfriend in the world. <laughs> You know it's true. Okay. I don't know if the listeners want to hear this, but... Uh... Oh, I think they do. <laughs> they do. Okay. Um, They're going to love it. We should try to, you know, I guess wrap this all up before... Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Um, we did, speaking of David Lynch, we saw Inland Empire Oh yes, at Alamo Drafthouse, the theater... I had Sunday. a really, I had a fun time. It was a 4K restoration, even though it didn't seem like it. It did not, because I'm just like this. Very much looks like well, a camcorder. Yeah, the context thing for, from 2006. Yeah, context for Inland Empire. It was all shot on, I guess, similar to Slumdog Millionaire. It was shot on digital, but uh, with with David Lynch, he like just went for like kind of low budget consumer grade like video, you know, digital video cameras. And, uh, yeah, like, at some points it's fine. Like, there's a lot of extreme close-ups in Inland Empire, and I think it works well. It works so well. But when, like, you're shooting characters from a distance, the pixelation mm-hmm. is very bad. <laughs> like, even with this 4K remaster, it was... But I enjoyed... This is my first time seeing Inland Empire. Yeah. And... I'd been wanting to see Inland Empire for a while, but you can't find it anywhere. It's, yeah. It's really hard to find. It's a three hour long movie. So is um, Fire Walk With Me. They're both really hard to find online. No, it's on HBO. It is? Fire Walk With Me? Yes. It didn't used to be. (laughs) I remember Um, trying to watch it online and I just couldn't find it. But I like this a lot more than I thought I would. It's not like I thought that I wouldn't like it. I just liked it more. Yeah. It's, um, it's his most inaccessible movie. It's three hours long. He has 
total creative control when it comes to getting like insanely abstract. And yeah, there's not a lot of dialogue, a lot of just but visuals. But it gave me some old YouTube nostalgia. Like when you look at old um, Liam Kyle Johnson videos, no like idea. it has a similar type of humor where it's kind of avant-garde, but it's silly too. Um, and, you know, just when you'd see short films on YouTube, usually stuff directed by women, everything's really dry and it's like overly crisp because they're doing it on a camcorder yeah. And they're really trying to focus on every single person as good as possible. But every once in a while, you'll see the lens kind yeah. of, like, open and close. It just gave me a lot of, like, 2000s internet nostalgia. Yeah. No, it was yeah. definitely... You know, I was very happy to witness this in a theater. Uh, I had trouble seeing this the first time because it's three hours long. And it's also, like like I said, it does not hold your hand compared to some of David's more accessible films like Blue Velvet, where it just kind of plunges you into the it madness. It has more in common with Mulholland Drive than anything else. Yeah. Like, you do see some bits of the aesthetic showing up again in The Return. Like, you know, like the uh, exploding fireballs and the super dark rooms... Um, but I loved it. I, I think it's cool as fuck. Yeah. I want everyone to watch it. It's not for, <laughs> it's, it's for the most profet. It's like the most experienced expert mode, like pro gamers out there. Like basically this is like the boss fight of like the David Lynch filmography where it's just like, okay. But it's so fun. Especially the little no, dance but I'm numbers, saying especially do the locomotion. Well, well. Look, I'm just saying that, that if fun. you're not an experienced David Lynch um, viewer, you should not start out with this. This should, and this is also something you need to set aside a day for because it's just a it's lot long. to process. Yeah, it was hard watching the whole movie in the theater because I had to pee, and I'm just like, I can't yeah, it's stop an, watching. It's it. an endurance test. I'm gonna for miss sure. important stuff. Like if I were at home, I could just pause it, but I'm I can't. Yeah. So it's like, and you can feel the anxiety building up with your bladder, and it's really an experience to be had. Um. Oh, and tell them about the uh, workers when you heard them. Okay, so I don't know if you've ever been to Alamo Draft House, listeners, but the way Alamo Draft House works. It's kind of a like a like a dine-in theater essentially. Like they have little tiny tables on the on the chairs. They have menus there, and you can order food before and during the movie. And they try their best to kind of bring it to you, uh, you know, to not uh, basically to, to cause, not disturb you while yeah. they give you the food. Yeah, they do their best to not or milkshakes. Yeah, and uh, I remember walking out after it ended. You know, the movie started around two o'clock, got out like around five, and like I just saw some coworkers chit chat, and they're like, "Oh, you were working Inland Empire?" And they're like, "Yeah, it was the fucking worst," because <laughs> yeah, they have to be you know on their feet and throughout the whole movie, and it's like three hours long and shit like that. So 
And I, I don't miss serving tables for that reason. It's just yeah. like constantly running around with plates. So yeah, if you ever go to Alamo Draft House, guys, tip well. It's it's great. It's a great experience. They I have, gave them a big tip. They have amazing food, fucking amazing shakes. I was so sad that they did not have their matcha shake. It was fucking delicious, but they do have these fried pickle fries. Pickle fry fries. <laughs> If you love pickles and you love fries, mm, you're going to love the these. The stinkiest of foods. But yeah. I like pickled foods. But yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Go out. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only Alamo draft house in our area is like 40 minutes outside the fucking city. Cinco Ranch. Yeah. And, Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Which fucking sucks. Um, but it's still a treat regardless. So if you ever get the chance, Joe, you should go. It's pretty you'll have it's a, worth the drive yeah it's worth the drive and the money like you get what you pay for you get treated very all nicely. the best movie theaters are in the suburbs in houston yeah they don't want they the really they don't want the filthy poor slum dogs getting their we, we dirty still hands. made our way in somehow but <laughs> <laughs> no they could they could yeah tell. they they you can't talk in there and they take it very seriously. Yeah, it's yeah, they're they're you have to really shut the fuck up when you're in this theater. So yeah, if yeah. you're if it's it's for movie lovers for sure. So if you're a movie talker, don't go. Mm-hmm. Just just kidding, I'm a movie talker. Um, but yeah. I am. Shout out to Star Cinemas cuz you know, that's one of those other kind of dine-in it's really small. But uh, um, it was, you know, I don't that know was on the that southwest one. side. It was, you know, I really, yeah. I think Is there's it a still few. There, yeah, yeah, it's still there. Star movie cinemas. Yeah. Star, I think. Star, yeah. Uh, uh, wait, wait. It's studio. I think it's Studio Movie Grill, and I'm just yeah. Studio everywhere. Movie Grill. That's a national everywhere. chain. Yeah. And those are I'm good chilling. too. Yeah. Um, it's not as no. I prefer indie and. No, like Alamo Draft House is a little it has a little artsy flair. They like showing you um more niche obscure, movies. Yeah, like more niche stuff. I just want them to reopen River Oaks Theater. That hey, would make coming. my whole life. I know it is, but they're not doing it fast enough. I want more. You're so spoiled. <laughs> I'm a spoiled appreciate- city girl. Look, I had to live in the suburbs for so long. Let me be a little bit spoiled. Alrighty, but uh, yeah, that was our exp- that was experience uh, watching Inland Empire. So, uh, if you ever have the chance to see a David Lynch movie in theaters, um, hop to it. And also, yeah, just regularly, uh, you know, we're not sponsored by Alamo Draft House, but you know. Hey, we're just gassing them up. Yeah, we're just gassing them up. Like a good Texan would. Well, yeah, they are a Texas-based mm-hmm. company. They formed in Austin, Texas. Oh, so. also one warning: um, you will see boobs in Inland Empire. So if you hate boobs, don't see the movie. Yeah, they're good boobs though. If you hate boobs, but or, all boobs are good boobs. If you hate boobs or hate just uh, blood, dark dread dark rooms yeah just a a, a a huge feeling of dread and, and anxiety then you probably shouldn't watch david lynch to begin with but yeah 
Yeah, I feel like we, we've been dominating the conversation. Is there anything you want to add, Joe? Um, I haven't seen that movie yet. Um, <laughs> you know, so I don't we really have a lot. It. Um, well, you just buy Inland Empire. Well, that's the thing. I don't think you could really you buy it at buy. this point. But they're again the the reason why they're showing it is because they just did the 4K remaster. So that, I'm assuming Maybe that means they're gonna do a Criterion of this. Probably at so. some point. If they do, I'll buy it for you. Already. I don't care how much it costs. But yeah. Um, Let's see, what else should we bring up before we close out this show? Um, current events. Do you have any? You know, usually I would have <clears throat> world events. There was something that happened, uh, I guess, earlier today. It was actually pretty sad. I don't know if I want to say it. Um, it's up Terrible to you. things happen every day. Yes. I know there were like three shootings in three days last week. There's a shooting that happened really today. Yeah. There Texas. was a shooting today in, te- in Texas. Yes, yes. In, well, there was a school. flea market shooting in Houston last week. It was at the telephone flea market. Snowy. What what happened today? There was a school shooter at an elementary school. Where? It's in Uvalde, which is kind of. I don't near, know what that is. It's kind of near New Braunfels. It's a small town, small Texas town. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, I know. Sorry, it's, I knew it was gonna be sad. It was just it's like stupid. That's, you know. America is a stupid country. And um, Texas is a stupid state. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is my home, but we could be a lot better. It was a boy, too, right? I mean, I don't know much about it. I just know that it happened. I didn't read into it. Yeah, I was kind of... Well, they have been doing more to, like, conceal the identities of shooters because they don't want them to get famous. Which is good. Um... Yeah. What else? Well, yeah, other than that, and I mean, I never usually do this, but I um, guess I'll, you know, guess I'll say it. I, uh, it's almost summer, right? It's uh-huh. summertime. summer time. Is it actually the start it's of summer? Out. No, summer technically starts June 21st, I think. That's yeah. the um, summer, summer solstice. solstice. Yeah. Got you, got but you. you know when you live in this part of the northern hemisphere yes you know the closer Summertime. to the equator it gets more hot more Very soon hot. and you know summer Solar really starts wave. at the beginning or it's either the end of april or the beginning of may in our neck of the woods and it stays hot till around halloween yeah. houston is hot yeah no, it like stays fucking hot. No, it, it's it, it's usually nice on Halloween. It's not chilly, but mm. it's nice. All right, that's how it is. Um. Well, I guess I, yeah. Our hearts go out to the people who are affected by these shootings. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Um, I guess. That was. It's always. I mean, it happens too often, but. Yeah. I just hope everyone takes care of themselves and each other. It's the least we could do. Always uh know your exits in a place. Uh, if if you go into a public place, look inside, for the exit so you know. Look where for they at are. least two exits that. Just cause. Yeah. If you're not familiar with that place, it's good to know where the exits are. Yeah. Just you never know. But yeah, uh, I was damn. I was gonna say, I'm I'm going on a date tomorrow. I didn't want to say something else. <laughs> what a fucking transition! Who is I know. It? What a fucking I know, transition. and I just didn't know how Caroline, to like. You can't dox people and be like, "Who no. are you going well, on a date?" Well, just no, describe don't worry about them it. without don't worry telling about us I don't know their if, name. No. I don't know if Joe wants to no, air that no, fucking no, personal no. information. Uh, uh, are they hot? Why does that matter? I think are they're they hot. Shit. Well, actually, I really hope that you know. What if they like listen? To, uh, don't you know? Listen. It's okay, um, Joe. I'll pro- if we want, we can cut this. Shit no, it's out. okay. It's okay. You can keep it. In. No, it's fine. I love hot But it's dates. it's. Uh, <sighs> yeah, what? we'll see how it goes. And I just, you know, I wanted to throw in something that wasn't super sad. And obviously, I never really talk a lot about my dating life. But uh, well, yeah. it's okay if you want to keep yeah, it yeah. to yourself. You can. You don't no, have it's to tell it's us okay. About your hot date. It's I'm. It's I just. You know. I'm I'm trying to learn to embrace things like this, right? And uh like I said, that's was also why I brought up summertime. It feels like uh feels like uh yeah. It's it's maybe I'm about to have a hot girl summer. There you go. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I wanna be a hot girl this summer. I think I'm gonna be a hermit this summer. <laughs> Look, we still have to the go dichotomy. to work regardless. No, I mean, yeah, I'll just just go to work and then just hide from the sun because it's too fucking hot out here. Okay, Joe, you know what I want to do this summer? What? I just want to swim somewhere that's not the beach, preferably. So in a pool. I want to swim in a pool. Hey, listen, you should swim. Local Houston listeners, if you have a pool, let us come. We'll we'll hook you up. We'll bring some 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 drinks, some food. I'll give you whatever you want. I just want to swim in a pool. Like my mom's subdivision. It's not technically. It's not gated. It's a subdivision. They have like tons of pools there. I don't know. I guess I could swim there. But I like I like big pools. I guess before we close out the show, I can also mention, you know, because uh, last episode... Uh, it came out a week later than it was supposed to, and that's because I was up in Austin, Texas, uh, uh, attending a festival with some friends called uh, Oblivion Access. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be called Austin Terror Fest, and then they rebranded basically to kind of, I guess, uh, include more genres because it used to just be more kind of metal based. Uh, and but yeah, it's it, just alternative in general. Yeah, now. just basically heavy or just weird out there underground music. Um, got to see people such as uh, Injury Reserve. Um, hey. Who else did I see? Uh, Arm and Hammer, Little Ugly hey. Mane, hey. uh, Wiki rapper Wiki, which I know you and our friend Carlos Danger saw the next day. In Houston, yeah, we I did. I um, so that was, was interesting. It 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have a good Where time. Where did you go? Where was the venue? Um, there was. I've never been there. I, it was this place called White Swan in like a second. World. Oh, oh, that's an old metal venue in Houston. Um, yeah. In, um, Second Ward. But yeah, more yeah. or less. But yeah, the obli- it's all right. Yeah, the Oblivion Access. So the way it, it was set up, it's essentially kind of like a series of concerts. It was like four days, and it was like basically a bunch of shows happening at these different venues. And you could either buy an, an all-access pass or just buy tickets to individual shows. And I just bought tickets to the individual shows. Um, the the one that I saw, you know, Wiki and Arm and & Hammer and Lil Ugly Mane at, uh, it was at this place called Mohawk, which has a pretty interesting, like, outdoor venue with, like, these, like, balconies above it. It was pretty cool. Uh, luckily, the weather was nice and cool up in Austin compared down in Houston. So at nighttime, it was nice. Uh, who else did I see? I saw on Friday, uh, I saw some cool artists from, uh, so the guy from Def Grips, the keyboardist, he's like kind of made his own like little like label and collective. And he had like a bunch of artists there that were pretty cool. They were wild jumping into the crowd and stuff like that. Uh, I also freaking saw <laughs> Cool Keith, Joe. You're familiar with Cool, cool Keith? Keith, the rapper. Yeah. Interestingly enough, he was like on a lineup full of like just weird like noise and like metal acts. <laughs> so we had like Cool Keith, and then right after that, freaking uh, this Japanese noise rock band, Melt Banana, played right after. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was I interesting. Mean, hell yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was it was a fun time. Got to spend lovely time with some dear friends such as uh jules julian the nintendo boy hey. as well as our dear friend jacob hutto local yes. musician yes we should bring we got him to on. meet yeah <laughs> yeah we, we should. should we'll see yeah he also said the people from melt banana were very sweet oh yeah i got they to meet nice there yeah melt cool. banana they're from japan uh they, they, they were just at the merch table selling their own merch bought a t-shirt from them and yeah they're very nice then don't know a lot of english but i just told them like hey like appreciate y'all and yeah it was a fun time uh when i was not when we were not at the venues i was just kind of goofing off in the city with jules he fucking took me to this coffee shop that was had this like vending machine that was uh dispensing delta eight shit like gummies and pens like that and i bought a bunch of gummies <laughs> delta eight gummies which is legal as of right now in texas in texas i also bought some of my own afterward he gave me a gummy and i thought it was yeah. a good gummy and i bought some i can also <laughs> they're called guano magic drops you can buy them from the green cross it says like green across atex or something like that yeah but it was called the green cross and they're called guano magic drops but yeah it was and just they're, they're, they're 25 <laughs> milligrams but they pack a punch oh yeah i was i forgot to say so i made the mistake of taking a gummy at the the melt banana show i took it literally an hour before cool keith went on and like as soon as he went on like it started kicking in which was fine because it's like a hip-hop show not that like intense in terms of of like no one's gonna care yeah but 
as soon as Melt Banana went on, and Melt Banana, they're a really fast band. Like, they play really mm-hmm. fast, off-the-wall, like, noisy rock music. And, yeah, it it was a really physical gummy. Like, it got to me. Like, it made me just feel, like, heavy. <laughs> and it just, it was hard to move. Like, I just felt glued to the floor, and I was, like, so afraid of, like, falling. <laughs> so, not the best in terms of taking a gummy. And then afterwards, I had to walk even more around the city. <laughs> so it was just it was detrimental to the point where I didn't end up going to the night show I was supposed to go to because the gummy got me so messed up yeah, that I had to so I had to just like chill at the Airbnb for the rest of the night. Damn. So been there yeah, though. Yeah, you gotta be careful with yeah in terms of edibles because yeah edibles they sneak up on you so. Or also low tolerance baby. Yeah, I I am a low tolerance baby. I don't consume um, drugs in general that often. If we're talking legal drugs such as booze, um, but yeah, so it really got to me. So just be careful, y'all. But yeah, that was my time up in Austin. Had a good fun time. I also got some uh, some some movies from a. Uh, record store which i may or may not recommend for my next recommendation but we shall see oh all right speaking of that (laughs) (laughs) but no i'm glad you had a good time yeah looking forward to next year hopefully uh i can get an all access pass uh jump on that it'll definitely uh highlight of the year for sure and uh, got to meet a lot of cool people and uh yeah had some great times uh got to see one of my favorite acts uh uniform in the body up close and that was an insane performance fucking singer was going bananas jumping on top of the monitors and like shoving the microphone down his throat and screaming (laughs) they were having a great time they look so happy yeah they were really having fun. It was yeah. really cute. It was very visceral. But yeah, I thought that? it was cute. <laughs> yeah, that was my time up in Austin. So sorry, y'all, for uh, delaying the episode. Um, but I didn't want to, you know, kind of shit it out real quickly with, you know, it being not completely edited. So do our best to kind of keep that from happening. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess... Without further ado, maybe I should get into recommendation time. I mean, yeah, unless you have anything else, you know. No. I think I'm just kind of having... I'm kind of split in terms of what to recommend. Because, yeah, I I bought this this film over there on Blu-ray. But there's also another movie that I've been wanting to watch. So, uh, I guess Joe... Since I can't decide, we'll do a little heads and tails thing. <laughs> so I want you to pick heads or tails. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I'll go with tails. Okay. Well then, yeah, you picked the right. Uh, the, that's the movie that I f- found in Austin. So when I was up there on our last day, went to the record store and found uh, a Blu-ray copy of uh, Shinya Sukamoto's second film which is called uh hiroku the goblin and uh shinya sukamoto that's the director of tetsuo the iron man so this is the movie he made right after 
Tetsuo the Iron Man. And uh, it's based on a manga, I believe. But yeah, it's kind of like supernatural horror. Uh, I don't really know too much about it. I know it like takes place like at a school and like they find some like ancient like demon type shit and yeah, some weird horror things happen. So yeah, so next episode we'll be watching, I guess, kind of a more uh a more niche movie. Not hopefully people can get their hands on it. So that's Hiroku the Goblin. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. And uh, you know, I got the Blu-ray copy, Joe. So if you want to get together, watch this bad boy on a on a on a on on the Blu-ray together, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'll maybe I'll actually reach out to Jules because he seemed interested when I found that movie. So maybe we can get Jules on for the next episode and have a good old time. Okay. So yeah. So yeah, two weeks from now, tune in. We'll be watching Haruku the Goblin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But yeah, I think this was a good, uh, solid conversation. Sorry if it went on a little too long, y'all. No, it's okay this was good um i mean once again susan thank you for joining us um can i make a recommendation for what for movies for movies i want to make a suggestion for movies okay what's up what about the love witch the love witch the love witch it's on amazon prime and I think it's on a couple other streaming platforms, too. Okay. But I really love this film. It's it's funny and scary. I guess. Uh, you know what, Joe? Let's leave this up to... Which one would you be more interested in talking about? The Love Witch or uh, Hiroku the Goblin? I mean, we could do both, but it's just like, I don't want to put too it's much It's going to be a really pressure. packed in episode. Yeah. Yeah. I've um, seen The Love Witch, and yeah, it's good. Okay, I've seen, seen it the twice Love Witch. with me. I, I mean, I was gonna say both, but the thing is, when does, uh, when does Men come out? Like, is that gonna come out? Before? It's out. Oh shit! Yeah, it's already it's out, out in Houston. Shit! Damn. It's playing pretty much everywhere. Yeah. So. Damn. Do you want to see Men with us? <laughs> I mean, I figured Maybe. we were gonna talk about it. So. Yeah, we should just dis- yeah, maybe should, di- discuss maybe this off the podcast. You can um, cut it out. Yeah, I know. Um, how's how's about this, Susan? We'll we'll go ahead with Hiroku the Goblin next time, and that's then, fine. And then I still want to see that one too. And then at a future point where you're just like, I can't hold it in anymore. I want to fucking talk about the Love Witch. Then I'll just we'll be like, all right, we'll talk about the Love Witch. Okay. Does that work out? That's fine with me. Alrighty. They're not taking it away anytime soon. Um, but yeah, and I'll also reach out to our dear friend Jules, see if he's interested in watching this movie with us, because I feel like it'll be up his alley. Weird Japanese horror stuff. Alrighty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry for a long decision-making there, folks, but... uh that's pretty much the show anything to add before we sign out be excellent to each other yes 
And Joe, I've also been debating on whether or not we should just do our sign out shit because I feel like no one fucking reaches out through like email or shit. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I think I'll just quickly say like, hey, if you want, put it in the description. Yeah, like if you want to reach out to us, just they can just click the description. Just, and yeah, see it. just look like, look in our description. Make it easy. Look yeah. in our description, yeah. and you can see how to reach out to us. But that about does it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.